soap maker's shop with its utensils and products was discovered among the ruins and ashes of Pompeii, which was destroyed by an eruption of Mount Vesuvius in the first century of the Christian era. Soap was often used by the Romans as a cosmetic, for Pliny tells us that soap, with which the Germans colored their hair red, was imported into Rome for the use of the fashionable ladies and their gallants in that city. This cosmetic was probably tinged with the juice of a plant. But before we recur further to less remote times, we will endeavor to answer the question, what substitutes were employed previous to the invention of soap? Soap, both hard and soft as it is well known, is produced by the union of the fats and the alkalis. By hard soap we mean such as have soda. By soft soap it is understood that which has potassa for its basis. Water alone will not remove oily substances from any surface to which they may adhere. But a solution of soap, being always more or less alkaline, though its constituents may be united in their number of equivalents, will nevertheless render the oil freely miscible with water so that it can be easily erased. A similar effect is produced by using a mixture of water and lixivious salts. The gall of animals and the juice of certain plants also possesses the property of removing dust and dirt. It does not, however, appear that gall was employed by the ancients but it is certain that in washing they used saponaceous plants. In the remotest times, it appears that clothes were cleaned by being rubbed or stamped upon in water without the addition of any substance whatever. We are told by Homer that Nasica and her attendants washed their garments by treading upon them in pits containing water. We find, however, at a later period that mention is made of ashes and a lie of ashes, but it is so seldom noticed that their primary use cannot be ascertained. Aristophanes and Plato mention a substance, conia, which they say was employed for washing purposes, and Pollux leads us to infer that this conia was a lye of ashes. With this lye, oil and wine jars were cleansed, as well as the images of the gods. The practice of decarbonizing alkali lyes by means of lime was, according to Beckman, known at any rate in the time of Paulus Agenetan, but we were not led to suppose that the Romans were acquainted with the dry substance obtained by evaporation of the clear liquid. Various ancient writers inform us, furthermore, that Levisius natural salts were employed for washing, such as nitrum, designated boreth in the writings of the Hebrews. In the present day, it has commonly been supposed equivalent to nitrate, but this is an error, for it has been evidently proved that the ancients understood by the word nitrum the carbonated alkali, either of potassa or soda. Both of these substances are natural products and found in many places and in large quantities, either in outcrops of different rocks or prairies, or in the springs and lakes. Asia is rich in such lakes. Some exist in Asia Minor, Armenia, Persia, Hindustan, Tibet, and other eastern parts of that continent. Egypt also is richly supplied with soda lakes and springs whilst in Naples, a volcano rock is still extant containing soda. As some of these substances are highly impregnated with gyroscopic salts, it is not necessary to suppose, as some do, that the Egyptians produced their mineral alkali from the ashes of plants. On the contrary, Pliny states that they were obliged to put it in well-corked vessels, otherwise it would become liquid. The production of alkali from plants seems to have been the invention of a later period. Strabo speaks of an alkaline water in Armenia, which we have reason to believe is similar to that of Lake Asikanius, 
mentioned by Aristotle and Igonus, Caristrius, and Pliny. And here it is worth of remark that the ancients made ointments of those mineral alkalis and oil, but no hard soap. The cheapest and most common article, however, used for washing was the urine of men and animals. This, not long since, was actually employed in the cloth manufactories at Leeds, Halifax, and other places in England. To obtain a supply of it, the ancients deposited at the corners of the streets special vessels, which they emptied as soon as filled by the bypassers who were at liberty, even expected, to use them. Scours at Rome, however, were obliged to reside either in the suburbs or in unfrequented streets on account of the consequent disagreeable odor attending their business. Instead of soap, the ancients at any rate made use of the saponaceous juice of some plant, but of which one it is difficult, we may say impossible, to define. Pliny speaks, among others, of a plant growing on a rocky soil and on the mountains, with prickly and rough leaves. Few